You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to awakenchurch.com. messages the power in relationships and speaking of relationships how blessed we are to have pastor katie and pastor mike you know they serve with excellence they give their time they serve with humility you know humility guys is not thinking less of yourself it's thinking of yourself less putting other people before yourself and that's what they do and thank you for that uh pastor gladys pastor rudy you guys speak to our lives so much we love you guys so much. We pray for you guys. Patrick, pa- Dr. Pastor Stephen Kaluhi and Dr. Gina. I said Dr. Gina. Prophesying. My marriage, my marriage would not be the same. Our marriage without you guys. Pastor Stacy was the first preacher we heard in this church. And even though she's not here, after that preaching, we decided to call this Awaken Now, C3 back then, our church. You know, and... Um, Every single friend that I have, we love you guys. So let's get started. We got 10 minutes. So let's, oh, eight minutes. Let's go. So the power in relationships. God wants us to have healthy relationships, friendships. You know, it, and it's just, it makes you healthy. You know, some facts that I, that I read and studied say that ha- having healthy relationships decreases your probability of depression, anxiety, low self-esteem, mental health issues, substance abuse, and high blood pressure. See, God wants you to connect. There's a reason why our pastors keep on saying, join the connect, right? Now, question for you guys. You don't have to answer it, but just think about it. How many friends do you have? Do you have a friend that you can call unconditionally at any time to help you out? If the answer to that, to that is no, I urge you to start serving. Join a connect group. Come to, come to Tuesday morning prayer. But if the answer was yes, the next question is, how many friends you got that would do that for you? How many? Because Jesus, being God, he came to this earth. And the first thing he, d- he did when he started his ministry, he recruited 12 best friends. And, you know, he edified them and they edified, they edified him. They helped him. So, he, he, you know, there's wisdom in the multitude of counselors. And, and it's important to have great friends that are able to lift you up, strengthen you, encourage you, speak life into you, prophesy over you as you do life. Now, there are two types of relationships that I want to talk about today. One is the relationship we have. And the friendship we have with God. And two, the relationship we have with our brothers in church. So let's start with this scripture on John 15, 12 through 14. And it says, my command is this. Love each other as I have loved you. Greater love has no one than this. To lay down one's life for one's friend. You are my friend if you do what I command. Now to that I want to think about an analogy. Everybody knows Rudy here. Rudy Batis, a great friend of mine. Can you guys imagine somebody coming up to any of you, any of the awakened guys, or myself, and saying, Rudy's a fraud, he's a liar? There's no way, exactly, exactly, there's no way we will accept that. There's no way, because that's what we do as family. But then, you know, I read this scripture about two years ago, and God spoke to my life, and, and he knows how much I love my friends, how loyal I am to my friends, how much I speak up. When I need to speak up to defend my, my boys, right, or my friends. And, and God said, how come when you see people speaking about me, your friend, you don't speak up, Chris? I was like, God. So it totally changed my life. It revolutionized my life in a way where one day, I want to give an example. Uh, Denise and I share the same primary doctor 
for a lot of years. And she came home and she goes, Chris, you know, I won't say his name, but he said, doctor made me feel a little uncomfortable. He started talking about the power of science, how God doesn't exist and this and that. And I left kind of like not feeling good. And I said, oh. In my mind, I was like, you know, I need a physical. <laughs> you know, he's talking about my friend. So I went to go see him. And I said, and I said, I said hey, doc, how you doing? I'm living the dream. God is so good, doctor. God is so good. And he, and he goes, oh, Chris. He stops looking at his computer at my phone. He goes, Chris. He goes, um, you know what? Our body has... 50 trillion cells that carry 1.4 amps each, and they work in harmony together. I said, yes, exactly. That's the way my Lord operates. He's the best engineer, the best art. He goes, Chris, Chris, Chris. Those 50 trillion cells build tissue. The tissue builds organs. The organs build the system. That system gets controlled through the brain via electrical signals. I said, yes, exactly. The word of God says that our, our, our words carry power. And you plant a seed. I thought it's a seed. And if it's positive, it gives you a good outcome. If it's negative, it gives you a bad outcome, doctor. Thank you. You're strengthening my faith. When do you come to my church? You should be preaching at my church, doctor. Come on. So I, I want to encourage you to stand up for our friend Jesus. You know, he died for us. So now we got to stand up. And, you know, this is not, I'm not on offense. I'm not on defense. I'm in both. You know, I'm taking grounds, but I'm also speaking for him when I have to. You know, I went. It's kind of like that. You know, in a nice way. You know, I've never been a bully in church. And there's a couple of friends here from high school, but they know me. But, you know, if I would see a bully going to my friends, going like that on the back of the head, I was a dude that was like, hey, dude, can you do that to me, please? You know, now I want to do that for Jesus, but with love. If somebody says it like that, doctor, I was edifying him. I was building him. I was strengthening him. How many people does he speak to like that, like he tried speaking to my wife like that or to me? But not, not an awakened person. Right? That's how our church operates. Now, it's important to, to be able to do that. It's important that we read this book, that we, that we delight in it. You know, I, I always love to say there's no circumstance or issue or problem that hasn't been identified and resolved in the Word of God. You know, you know, Billy Graham, before he passed away, he said, I lived a long life, and I come to realize that those who know the Scriptures are the ones that have the power in this world. So now, awaken people, we have the power. So it's time for us to go out and take grounds, you know, be outspoken about what God has spoken to us, the promises he has given us. Now, friendships, friendships with our earthly brothers. I'll share a scripture for that. In Ecclesiastes 4, 9 through 12, I'll skip 11. Two are better than one because they have good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help them get up. But pity to anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not, is not quickly broken. Now, you know, when I first came to this church, you know, and I remember I was uh, about to have coffee, and I came here pretty much by accident to bring a friend that, was, that you know, spoke English and couldn't go to my Spanish-speaking church. And I was having coffee, and, and a dude by the name of Matty Lee approaches me with a nice, beautiful smile. And he goes, hey, dude, um, hey, what's your nationality? I said, oh, I'm Mexican. And he goes, huh. I said, you, you're thinking I'm Filipino. That's what my wife thought. He goes, yeah. I'm like, okay, cool, man. I said, I said dude, how many kids you got? He goes, four. I said, are you from Sinaloa? He goes, no, I'm, I'm American. Dude, you got more kids than me. You're from Sinaloa. Ma a, a month, a month, I don't know if he's here, but a month, you remember that, man? So a month later, I was at his connect. What, what amazing leaders they are. But Denise and I came to this church thinking that we couldn't serve at our church. Oh, never homeschool our kids. 
our kids went to Christian private school. That's not going to happen. You know, um, I, I can't preach at church. You know, I am too busy with my business. That was the mentality we brought to this church. But after looking at the Lee family, Vanessa and Matt, and we walked into their home without them even preaching to us, by looking at their lifestyle, by looking at how they homeschool their kids, they let it connect, they let like two different ministries at our campus. And he, they own a business. They had a newborn. They have four children, not three like me. We had no excuse. We had to step it up. But, you know, fast forward three years later, we lead a connect. You know what? We serve at the response lounge under some of our future pastors, Kelly and Jim, prophecy. You know, you know we, we are able to, as Pastor said, advise our church as, as professionals in construction. You know, we're able to um, give our lives and be soldiers to God through this church. But it is no coincidence. It is because we went to that connect group. And, and that's just one family, you know, that we met five years ago. But over, over the uh, journey at, at Awaken, we met dozens of families. And each family has impacted me and Denise and my children in the same way that I could talk for hours about it. Now, um, I think time's pretty much up, but I want to share one more thing with you. Um, one of the most important friendships that we all got to have, if you, still have, if you still have your father and your mother, let's not forget about that friendship. You know, my mother, she's probably my best friend. She knows everything about my life. And also, I am her best friend. You know, she called me and said, son, he goes, you're too good to be true, son. You're too good to be my son. I said, no, mama. That's, how, that's what you created. So I want to encourage you. The word of God says that to live a long and healthy life, honor your parents. You know, and I know there's a couple of couples here like Conchita that I see that are still taking care of their elderly parents. I want to honor you for that. What an amazing job you're doing, Conchita. Let's keep on doing that. Let's keep on doing that. So before I go, I just want to say a quick prayer for you guys. So want a couple of declarations. Just close your eyes where you're at. Lift your hands up. And I just want to pray over you. Father, I pray, I declare, Father, that every single person represented, every single family represented in this, in this campus, Father, has the ability to connect, that they will grab those green cards if they don't belong to a connect, and they would, they would take it upon themselves to go to somebody's home and connect and do family with them, take their kids with them, Father. If they're not serving, I pray that they start serving Jesus. God, I declare, Father, that they never stop asking, they never stop seeking, and that they never stop knocking. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Give it up for Chris Aguilar. Wow. Shoot. I'm going to be out of a job. Gosh, what waits at the end of your yes? How amazing is that? Well, we hop to our feet. I want to honor our next preacher, the powerhouse, one of my favorite people. You see her up on stage, worship leading like a boss. She can also preach like a boss. So get ready. Give it up for the beautiful Felicia Brown. Come on. Let's give God some honor and some praise in this house today. Let's give him the honor for it's due his name. He's been too good. He bought you out of things you didn't even see. That car should have hit you. But he said, not today, devil. He said you should have died on the table. And God said, not today. You will live and not die and declare the works of the Lord. Give him the glory. Where's Marco at? I almost did the Marco stomp. That's what we're going to call it, the Marco stomp. You guys can have a seat. Oh, my gosh, why did I do that? Honor. Honor is so important. Honor is so important. In the, in the Hebrew language, it is a picture language. 
And when it says to honor, it means to open the door. Open the door. That's why culturally you have seen all across the world when a man honors a woman, this is going to step on your toes, you women livers. He will go in front of you and open the door. It's a sign of honor. It's a sign of respect. It is not a degradation to you. It is a position that he has taken to humble himself to say, you go first. Oh, see, I could go so many places, but I got only 10 minutes, so we're going to keep this thing contained. Jesus, help me. <laughs> That's why we tithe. That's why we get up on the stage and we say, I honor the pastors that have poured into this house because they open doors for you by going first so that you could say, I can go to church during a pandemic. I can get prayer and connect with people when the worst of the world is going crazy. You went before me, opened the door so I could just walk right on in. That's why we honor Pastor Gina and Pastor Stephen. That's why we honor Pastor Katie and Pastor Mike and Pastor Stacy. That's why we honor. That's why we tithe. That's why we're not, it's not about, you know, God don't need our money. See, I, I meant to go somewhere else, but I feel like God want me to go here. I love you. The reason we tithe and the reason we give is because God wants to open the doors and windows of heaven. This is how it just works. It's not rocket science. It's just the truth. And I don't get to circumvent that and still get blessed on the other side by being disobedient. This is how it works. What you honor flows back into your life pressed down, shaking together, and running over. Oh my goodness, y'all read your Bibles too? What? This church is on fire. I'm on fire today. I know. I'm, I, I know. I know. I know. Yeah, you know. God had to touch me this morning so I could have enough courage to get up here and speak to you guys. No. <laughs> but um, that's why we honor. And so we want the doors of heaven and the 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 doors that God has in life for us to open. And we got to start by saying, God, I'm going to honor your word. No matter how I feel, no matter what I'm dealing with, I'm going to honor your word. Because your word, if I honor it, is going to open up some doors in my life. What does that have to do with connection? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> you know, um, there was a season in my life where I was just going through. And I've had a long season of that for various reasons. But there was a time where I was so broken and I was such a mess. And you know what, sometimes we gotta be honest and say, I'm a mess. That doesn't mean that God still can't move in your life. Doesn't mean that you are broken and can never be put back together again. It just means temporarily right now, this is where I'm at. And so I had to admit, God, I, I, I'm, I'm not doing too okay. And I, I, I went to church, and uh, it was a different church at that time. And it was a time in my life where God wanted to teach me the basics 
Can I just let you know that sometimes when you are coming out of brokenness and dysfunction, you need to learn the basics. You just need to see people, you know, a husband and wife, they actually like each other? Wait, they love each other? That's possible? Sometimes you just need to see the basics to know that it's real and it could be for you. So I came out of a very abusive, broken background. I mean, every kind of abuse you can think of, from verbal, emotional, even sexual. I, I, I went through the gamut of, of different things. But God bought me out. And, but, you know, going through things leaves you with scars. And it leaves you with brokenness and mindsets sometimes that do not necessarily work. You know, they don't work. And, and, and have you seen those people? They love, they love Jesus. You know they love Jesus. They come to church. They, 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 they can even pray. Uh, they're, they're, they're serving, but they're just, they're off. And there's something going on. That was me. I loved God. I truly loved him. But I had, an, I had a um, difficulty connecting with people. I had a difficulty making friends. I had a difficulty in receiving love and friendship. Because how many know when you've been hurt real deep, sometimes it's difficult for you to say, oh, I'm going to open up and I'm going to let, I'm going to be a friend. I'm going to tell you what's, and that's not easy. So what I'm, what I'm talking about is that I went through this season where God had to show his word to me. And the scripture that he spoke to me that stood out was God sets the solitaire in families. Not a club, not a group, not an Instagram, you know, account with a bunch of likes, you know, Facebook Live, whatever. Not even to watch church online. Ooh. You know, he sets you in a family. And then he went further with this verse, and he said, he bringeth out those which are bound with chains. But the rebellious, the rebellious, they dwell in a dry land. They dry, they, they, that dry land is desolate. Nothing grows. Nothing flourishes. It's not bringing forth much life. Do you know you can be a Christian and save and still look like the world dead, dry, with nothing to offer? And when God spoke that word to me, I had decided, I ain't going to church no more. The people, they judge you. They look at what you're wearing, trying to check out what you got on. It's just, oh, is she, is she saved, really? Her, her skirt too short. She's showing her toenails. Did she wear red nail polish? I came from a real religious background, y'all. So I'm, I, I, it was a mess. She got jewelry on? It was a mess. And, and, and then, but in, in addition to that, I had my own stuff going on that I needed to be free from. And what God showed me one day when I was in my closet praying, Shundai, glory be unto God. Yeah, no, no, no. I was deep, y'all. I was so deep. I was so deep, I made deep look shallow. I was deep. All up in the glory cloud. Lord, bless me. Lord, have your way. Woo, Jesus. And then you know what? In the middle of all of that praying, in the middle of that, God, all I need is you. God, if I got you, that's all I need. God, I don't need nobody else. What I was really saying in my heart is, God, I'm going to do it my way. God, I know what you said, 
but I'm a rebel. And then I wondered why I was in a dry and desolate place, broken and wounded, filled with all kinds of emotional torment. I had isolated myself from the very thing that I needed to bring and springboard me into the future that God had for me. So you can't isolate yourself, whether you're married or not. Do you know you can be married and still isolated from one another? You can be in a room of people and still be solitary. When you do that, you put yourself in a place of self-torment. When they want to break heart and criminals, and they want to break people who have done the hardest of crimes, they don't beat them. <laughs> they don't say, oh, we're going to torture you, we're going to do this. You know what they say? We're going to put you in solitary confinement. It has broken the hardest of war criminals, the hardest of people in life that thought that they could just do it on their own. Solitary confinement is what we put ourselves in when we choose not to be a part of the family of God. God doesn't want you to just come to church and visit and come in early, or no, you know what you do, you come in late. Yeah, because you're trying to bypass all the people who will say hi to you real quick. You're just trying to, let me get a seat in the back. I don't want nobody to say nothing to me. I don't want to be, I don't, I don't know. I just, I, you don't seem, I, I'm going to walk out as soon as they start the music. That's my, hey, <laughs> they start the music at the end. That's, that's my, that's my key time to just say, I'm going to get up and walk out because I don't want to, I don't want to interact with people. I don't, I don't want to be bothered. I'm too tired. I don't want to go and I don't want to deal with it. I just want to hear the word. sorry. I can talk about it because I was there. I'm not condemning or judging anybody. I'm just merely saying that when we go against how God says it's supposed to work and we do it our way, don't expect it to bring forth good fruit. You can't be your own architect building in a faulty um, diagram and expect your building of life to stand. And I said, God, help me. I said, I don't want to be bothered with these church folk. It was, I know, I, I needed healing, y'all. I needed some deliver. I was a mess. I was, I was. But I had been hurt in church. I had had leaders who had abused the, their authority. I did. I had life happen to me, and it wasn't, it wasn't amazing. I had some family issues and things that hurt me, so much so that I didn't know how to connect, and it was just difficult. And when you're in such a hurting place, the last thing you want is for somebody to point out what you obviously already know. So let me just avoid. And so what God showed me in my time of deep intimacy with him, and this moment of the anointing of the Shekinah glory. Some of y'all religious folks, y'all get that one. The Shekinah glory, the, the very presence of God. He, he, he said, <clears throat> let me clear my throat. Some of y'all caught that. And uh, he came over to me while I was on my knees praying. And I felt and saw him in the spirit put his hand around me. And he looked down at me and he said, you've come as far as you can go by yourself. And he said, it's time. It's time. It's time. It's time to stop running. It's time to stop making excuses. It's time to pull down the, the wall and the mask. It's time. Because what God has for you, you can't get there by yourself. 
You can't get there by yourself. I had to come into a house going through all kinds of things. Pastor Stephen and Pastor Gina were the first ones to see that on display. It was ugly. Am I lying? It was ugly. It was, no need to even speak about it. In the past, covered by the blood of Jesus, glory. But I'm going to tell you, it was a I was a mess. I was a mess emotionally. I was a mess mentally. I was a mess because I'd been through nothing but mess. And I loved Jesus. And obviously, there was a call of God on my life. Obviously, there was a purpose and a plan because God said so. But because I was covered up, wrapped up, and entangled in chains, I could not. I could not. I couldn't act right. Some of you guys are trying to fix it from the outside in. And God is like, this is an inside job. And he said, that's why I need you inside the house of God in a family. With people who will love you through your brokenness. With people who will speak into your wholeness. With people who will help you to get to your next level. You can't do it alone. It's time. It's time. I got up off of that floor, and the next thing I did, I came into this church, and they saw me at my very worst. See, that's what family does. They can see your good, your bad, and your ugly, and love you anyway. Love you anyway, and not judge you, and love you enough to love you in the wholeness, because they're, they don't, they're not going to leave you like that. That's how much God loves us. And so I went through that season. And I went through dealing with the things of my past, things with my son. I went through severe sickness to the point where I was in a life and death situation. Nobody knew about it because I didn't know how to ask for help. Because I was so used to, oh, I just got to. I don't care how strong you are spiritually. I don't care how many shundas you got on your tongue. Talk about it. If you are not willing to allow God to love you through people, you will stay in your brokenness. The Bible says that a friend loveth at all times, and a brother is born for adversity. Who do you have in your life that you can call when you are going through the go-through? I'm not talking about having a, a pen pal or somebody to like your and look at your coffee that you made that morning and say, I like it. No, 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 no. I'm talking about when you're sick and you don't have anybody to talk to. I'm talking about when your children go off the rails and you have no idea what to do with them. I'm talking about when your business doesn't look like it's going to stay in business. I'm talking about when you are dealing with life choices and decisions and you know it is crucial that you hear from God. And God says, I got a word from you, but it's through a person. We need family. We need connection. Without it, we cannot be free. Jesus came to the tomb where Lazarus was, and he said, Lazarus, come forth. But when Lazarus came out, he was wrapped in grave clothes. There's some things in your life that have been dead. There's some things in your life that look like it ain't going to live. And God said to him, come forth. And he came forth obediently. He came forth and gave his life to the Lord. He came forth and said, yes, Lord. But then all the while, he was wrapped in grave clothes. He was wrapped in chains. He was wrapped in bondage. And it took his friends to take all of that off of him, to take all 
all of that off of him. God has put you in a family to unravel you from the destruction in your past, to unravel you from the addictions, to unravel you from the brokenness, to unravel you from the abandonment and the rejection that you've experienced in your life. That's what family is. That's what the house of God is for. It's time. It's time. So I just want to encourage you. I know it's scary, and I've gone way over. I tried not to. I told y'all to pray for me that God would contain me. <sighs> y'all just don't have to give me more time some other time. But <laughs> you know why you're clapping? Because you know it's real. It's one thing to get up here on this stage and think out a, a nice little um, sermonette or sermon and somebody get up and just talk to you. But when you've been there and you've seen the hand of God pull you out and set you free, you talk a whole nother different way. Praise God for the glory. What he's done for me, he will do the same for you. Thanks for listening. To find out more about our locations, team, and what we do here at Awakened Church, go to awakenedchurch.com.